Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Harry. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, well, I guess, and also thank you for asking, because not many people have asked if I'm okay. I'm not very good at being a performing monkey. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. Hi there, and welcome to Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell. And I'm Angela Mollard, royal expert and commentator. And today we'll be talking all about royal mistresses and how they used to be quite common. That's right. They were not just normal, they were encouraged. It's a bit raunchy, isn't it, Zoe? We're outside our normal pearls and tiara territory today. We certainly are. (laughs) To begin with, we know that now it's scandalous to have a royal mistress, but back in the day... It's happened all the time, didn't it? That's right. There was no problem with it. In fact, it was kind of be royal, have lover. And (laughs) and you even had like houses to to stick them in. Well, probably not houses, little mini palaces and apartments and things like that. I don't mean stick them in. I mean to to have them so you could meet in the boudoir. So, um, yes, it was completely normal. I mean, Henry VIII, of course, we know had all those wives, most of which he killed. But uh, yeah, completely normal. No one battened an eyelid, which was not great fun if you were the wife, I imagine. But fortunately, we've progressed and things have changed. And now it's uh, it's a little bit more frowned upon. And, you know, obviously, newspapers have to fill themselves with something. So you want to now keep your mistress secret rather than <laughs> broadcasting them. But yes, all the rage in the day. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, we know one of the Queen's children had to cope with not just an affair, but also a secret royal love child. That's right. And look, I'm always astounded by how many people don't know about this. And I know about it because I was a journalist in New Zealand originally, and that is where Princess Anne's husband had a dalliance with a woman and they had a love child. So what happened was that 1973, Princess Anne married Captain Mark Phillips. They're both very horrible people. And then 10 years later, it was discovered that he had a love child. It was a huge scandal and eventually led to the end of their relationship. But what happened was that Mark got together with a former art teacher called Heather Tonkin in Auckland in New Zealand. They apparently engaged in a one night stand. In fact, I love this detail, but um, he was staying in a hotel room and apparently left his boots outside the room to indicate to her which room she should come to. (laughs) Anyway, she fell pregnant. He apparently encouraged her to have a termination. That didn't eventuate. She went on to have a little girl called Felicity. And I remember a huge scandal at the time. He paid an allowance of $12,000 a year for Felicity and finally in uh, 1991 submitted to a paternity test, which proved that he was indeed Felicity's father. By then, he and Anne had already separated. Of course, they had their two children together, uh, Peter Phillips and Zara Phillips. And then Anne obviously went on to remarry. And I'm not sure if Mark's remarried, actually, but uh, yeah, not. not, I mean, obviously, she was one of three of the the Queen's children to separate around that time. But huge scandal, you know, love child when you're the Queen's daughter. It must have been very painful for her as well. Oh, of course it would have been very difficult. I'm really pleased though. I think she's got a good marriage with Commander Tim Lawrence. They seem to be, I mean, you don't, Anne's not the sort of woman, she's not sort of soft and cuddly, but 
they they seem very strong and loyal together. So I'm glad that she's found happiness at last. Speaking of mistresses, there's a twist with one of Edward the Seventh's lovers. What was that? Yeah, I love this. Oh, this is a dirty old boy. This one. <laughs> so <laughs> Edward the Seventh. I don't know how he even had time to sign. You know the papers in the red box that a monarch has to always sign because he was at it like a rabbit. So, <laughs> um, he was known for having no fewer than six mistresses. During- six. Six. How do yes. you manage that? <laughs> I know during his rule in the early 1900s. So he was known as Bertie, and he was married to Queen Alexandra. Although he clearly was doing it with plenty of others. But what's really interesting is that one of his mistress, his last mistress, in fact, was a woman called Alice Keppel, who was the great grandmother of Camilla Parker Bowles. Wow. So they met and became lovers in, in 1898 and they continued their dalliance until his death in 1910. So poor, I just feel sorry for Queen Alexandra though. You know, she's just asleep by herself all the time. Well, presumably he sleeps with her too. So that means there's seven <laughs> of them. Anyway, busy boy. Yes, he certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank goodness the Queen hasn't been at it like that. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, no, no, we won't even say that. Of course she hasn't. Well, we know that one king chose his mistresses from the same family. I know. Which is very strange. This is really <laughs> weird, isn't it? So obviously taking lovers was completely par for the course for kings around Europe. But what was really scandalous is that mistresses could come from the same family. And this was the case with Louis XV of, of France. He had four out of five of the Denels sisters as lovers. You know, the fact is what was really interesting at the time is that far from being seen as home wreckers, these lovers were from very noble families. I mean, you were you were almost pushed and provided, and we've seen this in multiple movies mm. about um, the royals, uh, that that they these lovers were sort of pushed in front of them. And it was a very big thing to be a lover of, of a monarch because there were lots of privileges for your family and, you know, in times there was there was safety in, in being aligned with a monarch because, of course, you know, in earlier days they were, you know, they were very vulnerable to execution of what they did. But anyway, then England's King Charles II, who was famous also for having lovers, made exceptions to this. He often met his mistresses at the theatre and perhaps one of his most famous lovers was the actress Nell Gwynne. Uh, who had two sons by Charles in the late 17th century. So everywhere you look, you know, from 100 years backwards, it was part of the course. Well, sort of looking more recently, Princess Margaret had to cope with a husband who had multiple lovers. Yeah, I feel sorry for Princess mm. Margaret. I mean, if you've watched The Crown, it's a fairly accurate account of what, what happened to her. You know, she absolutely loved group ta- captain Town, uh, Peter Townsend and, of course, the Queen prevented that marriage from happening. I mean, it wouldn't happen now. You know, we've got divorcees in the royal family. Princess Beatrice is about to become a stepmother when she marries Eduardo Malpelli. You know, we've we've moved with the times, but back then the Queen would not let her sister marry Peter Townsend because he had been married before. It's terribly sad. She then, of course, had a relationship with Lord Snowden, uh, which is well documented in the Crown. But you know, he was a total cad. He he was playing around constantly. You know, in 2004, it was revealed he'd fathered a baby to his best friend's wife. I mean, they had, it must have been awfully painful for her. She'd given up the man that she loved for the sake of the crown. She marries uh, this photographer, this very flamboyant, very sexy man. And at the beginning, of course, they were very close and had a lot of fun. But after that, you know, he he just moved on and, and it was sleeping with plenty of other women. And of course, they did eventually separate. But 
you know, she she really lost out on a chance for happiness. I mean, she did have two lovely children and Viscount Linley and Sarah Armstrong Jones. They're sort of under the radar royals, but Sarah particularly is the niece of the Queen and she's incredibly close to the Queen. In fact, her name's now Sarah Chateau. She married an artist called Daniel Chateau. In fact, they're both artists. Ever since she was a little girl, she's been close to the Queen. The Queen really loves her company. She's very low key. So look, Princess Margaret had two fantastic children from this relationship, but she didn't get, you know, she didn't have romantic happiness, unfortunately. I mean, we all know about Camilla Parker Bowles and Prince Charles, but there are rumours that he had another one. Wasn't there another mistress? This went on for years, Zoe. We all know about Camilla Parker Bowles. And, you know, that is going to go down, I think, is one of the genuine love stories in the royal family. If Charles had met Camilla and not gone off to the war and she hadn't married someone else, they may well have married each other and they, and you know, lived happily ever after. Anyway, they didn't and, and you know, they now are, are together obviously. And I um, have a friend who, who knows them both and has had them for dinner and he stayed with them and he says they're just fantastic together. They're really funny. She's a hoot. I mean, we've seen that. She's great fun. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's just a real woman and, and, He's very happy now, but he did, in fact, have a dalliance with an Australian woman, Lady Dale Tryon, and her name was Kanga. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, they just adored each other. They saw each other all the time. She was sort of what a lot of people call the first time Camilla and that she was a real rival to Camilla. I don't know if they were ever more than friends. No one ever really knew, uh, but it was certainly very, very close. She was very glamorous and... Um, yeah, she was married to one of Charles's friends and he apparently described her as the only woman who ever properly understood him. So, you know, look, perhaps it was just a really close friendship, but who knows? And we don't really know what goes on often, do we? Not really, not really. <laughs> Finally, though, there have been rumours surrounding Prince William. Yeah, now I don't know if you remember this, Zoe, but uh, earlier this year, there was a lot of talk about a woman called Rose Hanbury and they were neighbours of Kate and William that was set, and then there was said to be a massive falling out and that Kate was no longer speaking to Rose Hanbury who was married to the uh, Marchioness of Chomley and William was very close to both of them. They, there's lots of events where they were seen together. Anyway, there was all sorts of gossip at the time that William had grown close to Rose Hanbury and they were slightly improper that Kate had frozen her out. Look... Do we think this is true? I suspect that they were just good mates. They got on well. I don't think William's the sort that would ever, ever put either his marriage or the monarchy in jeopardy. So I think that was, you know, they may have become close. It may have been slightly inappropriate. Was was there any substance to it? Look at the fact that it's died a death and that we haven't heard about that um, through the rest of the year suggests to me that it was just a bit of a blip. But something clearly happened that uh, upset Kate, um, whether or not they will uh, reform their friendships with Rose Hanbury, who knows? But, uh, you know, it was a very uh, tense time. In fact, I'd say probably the only scandal that's been around during their very long relationship. So, look, I think William and and Kate, as you saw in the Isle of Wight, you know, they're pretty close. They're very happy with their family. I think this was probably, there was probably, very little substance to this, but at the time, of course, anything that happens with the heir to the throne or, you know, number two in waiting, <laughs> um, 
it, it makes news headlines. Exactly, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. But no, I love Will and Kate together. They just look so in love and I happy. Know. So I don't, I yes, don't take any I, I, heed I, I of want this. them to be the, I, I agree. I want them to be the, the Philip and the Queen and, you know, 50 years time that they're knocking around in Buckingham Palace and <laughs> she's wearing a cardi and he's um, having cups of tea and, and, you know, just being William, really. I, I'd, I like to think of them like that. And then, you know, the question will be, what will Charlotte be like then? <laughs> she's the one that I go, oh, that girl's going to be problematic. Yeah, Not problematic. She's going to be characterful. <laughs> I shouldn't say the word problematic. Anyway, I think I think there's every chance that uh, that William and Kate will have a long and happy marriage, just as the Queen has with Prince Philip. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Anyway, let's hope that we don't talk too much. There won't be more material for Royal Mistress podcasts in the future. <laughs> I, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, if they do, they'll get found out. That's the, that's the nature of modern media, isn't it? As well as being more um, uh, less accepting of it, we also uh, have the technology and uh, the sort of investigative skills to, to dig this stuff up. So hopefully that doesn't happen because we certainly don't want any more of those tampon conversations, do we? <laughs> No, we definitely don't need to hear about that. <laughs> we won't reiterate. We'll just say Prince Charles and Camilla. That that will remind you of that occasion. And on that note, thanks so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. It's good to be here. <laughs> and thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au, our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. 